Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradigm. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and generational prosperity. I believe that there are families and businesses that have learned to give a new definition to the word success from a kingdom perspective. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 20 to 30 minutes where we take traditional thinking and turn it upside down. Welcome everyone. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist. We are here for another episode of Redefining Success. And joining me today is Adam Keller, the tent guy, and had a chance to look at some of his YouTube videos and some other things like that. I'm excited just to get to visit more about what he's doing in the hospitality space, but he's also doing a lot of work on helping other entrepreneurs. So Adam, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me on, Eric. Yeah, so Adam, tell everyone a little bit about you outside of being the tent guy. Outside of being the tent guy, um, I work. My hobbies are working. You know, that sounds, <laughs> you know, some people may say that sounds sad, but um, I always feel like I could be doing more. Yeah. Uh, I'm not Elon Musk. I'm not going to get people to Mars and, you know, save the planet and this and that. So I always kind of feel down about like, you know, I'm not doing anything. What's, uh, what am I doing? <laughs> um, but I had a friend tell me like, you know, you can only help out your corner of the world. And my corner of the world happens to be vinyl and um, entrepreneurship. So, but besides that, and, you know, I do like things. I like uh, going camping and catching crayfish, those kind of oh. things. Um, but in general, I'm, I'm happiest when I'm working on something productive. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. What are, what are you most passionate about right now? Um, I like helping people. Um, obviously when you're on social media and stuff, helping people comes with a little bit of money, not much YouTube and TikTok don't pay much, but what's, what's more fulfilling is like a year and a half later after you've coached someone about a certain thing and they say, wow, I'm making $600,000 a year now. And it's not, entirely because of me uh it's more on that particular person their work ethic and stuff and how much they put into it but you know i'm a small part of that and they thank me and stuff so i get messages like that all the time really right so what are you you talk about coaching and things like that what are you getting to do right now that's letting you live out that passion so i started a youtube channel you know just pointing i i, I say i point a camera at my dumb face and i talk about <laughs> the party rental industry and how to start one of those businesses. And, you know, that YouTube channel got pretty big. It's never going to get really huge because it's a small niche, you know? Sure, sure. So, but because of that, I'm getting so many messages. Oh my God. Like Facebook, Instagram, so many YouTube comments that uh, I had to figure out a way to like funnel it down to like mm. people who really, really, really wanted to start a business. I can't be answering a hundred questions a day. Yeah, yeah. So I first did a Patreon and had some people with that. And I kept prices very low on that. Um, and then 
I've always been anti-course. There's a <laughs> lot of courses out there that are junk and I know it. Yeah. So I was, I was anti, but I figured, all right, let me see if people will buy it. So I put it on pre-sale and then a bunch of people bought it. Uh, so I was like, all right, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make a course. So I made a massive 30 hour course with so many materials and stuff in it about the party rental industry. And that's been, I didn't know what to expect. That's my first course. I didn't know what to expect. Sure. So sure. we, I, in it, we got a one hour consultation and then there's a Facebook group because I saw other courses have Facebook groups. And then I thought, you know, we'll go live here and there in a zoom call with all the course members who join and it'll be like half hour an hour and it ends up being like three, four hours and everyone's just talking. And, and then they're, you know, in the group, they're sharing with other people, various mm. things and everyone's sharing. It's kind of crazy. What did, what, what brought you into this industry? I mean, what, what made you had to start somewhere. So how did yeah. you kind of get into this um, entertainment space? So I randomly met my second year um, roommate in college. Okay. Uh, we just met and then we decided we're going to be roommates. And since he was young, like 13, 14, he was working for a party rental company that mm. has stores in multiple cities. And they had a store in the city where our college was. So he would work for them here and there. And then I would work for them here and there. And just I would just show up and do stuff. But then I parlayed that with the referral from the owner to get the summer job between college mm. years at a local party place. And I, then I started seeing the invoices. And I'm like, this is what they're getting for this? This is, ins- this is so much money. Yeah, And so two weeks before college graduated, I was like, I don't, you know, I'm going to go work in an office. Come on. <laughs> um, so I maxed out a little bit of credit cards I had and the the bonds that my grandparents were buying me since I was young, which they yeah. thought was going to be a down payment on a house, but it's only $3,000 or so. And then it started, I started out day one out of college, but I never like planned on growing it. It was just like, I'm going to make money. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really plan on it being a business Wait, at which point did how far down the road was it pretty soon or did it take a little while to realize that it actually was a business you could make a life out of it took a little while because i was still trying to get that like career job so i ended up getting a office job in a cubicle in insurance <laughs> and uh i was doing the tents just on the side it was just like side money but yeah. um and i was never really thinking i'm going to leave it just it was nothing negative or positive thoughts. It was just, this is what I'm doing. But people would ask for things for the next summer. And mm-hmm. I'd say, yeah, uh, I'll, I can do that. And then I had to get it. So I'm reinvesting, reinvesting, but yeah. didn't really have a plan. And then me and my ex-wife were getting married. And uh, I was at that current job, but things were getting really busy, really, really busy. Uh, so we were going to buy a house. We're going to be getting married. Uh, so the office job, I like organized to have certain days off and I would do tents and stuff. Yeah. And so I'm out doing tents on one of my days away from the office and I get a phone call from my biggest tent for that Friday. And I'm like, I have it. I can't do it, man. I just can't do it. I'm sorry. So I got off the phone with them and then I'm like yelling at myself, but not in a mean way. I'm with my friends. I'm just like, geez, oh my God, what? Um, <laughs> I call them back immediately. I'm like, I'll do it. And then it just so happened the next day we're closing on our house because I, I, I knew I needed to keep a job to close on the house. You need that. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So the next day we're closing on the house. We sign the paperwork in the morning. We go to the house. Then I go into work and I say, hey, uh, I gave my two weeks notice mm. two weeks ago. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm done. And they walked me out. So 
It was just, the, the entire reason I quit that job and had to do it was because I said yes to that one job. That one time? That, yeah, that one time and had to figure out how to get it done. Wow. Wow. Um, you used the phrase when we start right before the show um, of motivation not needed. What does that mean to you? Okay, so there's everyone always talks about these motivation books and motivation courses and listening to speakers and how do you how do you get motivated to do the things you do and that's that's any sort of thing how do you get motivated so in the area of entrepreneurship and starting businesses and making money people are like well what motivates you what are you reading this kind of thing and nothing motivates me mm-hmm. i just do it okay and the way i've got to that point was by training my brain to think a certain way mm-hmm. If your brain is not, I'll get into the way my brain works. If your brain's not that way, then you need to have motivation. You need to wake up in the morning and sit, look in the mirror and say you can do it. So training your brain to work a certain way is educating yourself. Not traditionally, not college, but I think college is great. But watching the YouTube videos, joining business Facebook groups, mm-hmm. listening to entrepreneurs, and observing around you. When you walk into a restaurant, look at the menu. Is the menu 100 items? Is the menu 12 items that share things? Try to understand where they're making money, where they're losing money. You're never going to have to talk to the owner. You're just theorizing in your head. Any sort of establishment or business you walk into or person you meet that makes money, you just think, how are they making money? How is this a viable thing? How is this doing around here? Mm -hmm. And say say you find a painter on on, uh, YouTube, a painting business. You may not want to be a painter, but you can watch them. And just start like thinking like him and mm. listening to him. And then your brain is going to start seeing the world that way. Yeah. So when opportunities arise, which you wouldn't have recognized as an opportunity before, within minutes, you can evaluate that. Like, this is how you would make money. This is how you would lose money. This is like best practices. Uh, I can do that. Or, oh, I don't want to do that or whatever. You no longer need motivation to help you along. Your brain just automatically goes there and it just wants to do those things does that make sense yeah no it really does i mean you're kind of you're kind of creating your own laboratory and by exposing yourself you kind of then open yourself up to seeing more of it yeah now later in life when people want to start a business they're 30 40 and this is their first time thinking about it they they have fear and they they may need the motivation Mm. Um, and, and they're starting a little later, so it's going to take a little more time to gain the real world education and the theorizing when you're out in the world, but you should still be doing it. Go ahead, buy your motivation books and talk to people, but also every single day, try to evaluate some sort of business. Um, Mm. I think Facebook groups are amazing for businesses. Like you may not want to be in that business, but if you join it, uh, most of the topics are general business related with also uh, a focus on that particular business, but like just join those groups, watch YouTube, stop watching TV, stop playing video games, get your education from, you know, watching douchebags like me talk about stuff. (laughs) It's amazing what's changed in the last few years with YouTube and with, I mean, last few years, maybe more like last 10, but just how much more, I guess I would say even education is accessible. Yeah. than it was. I mean, you're talking about college. And again, I think we all can agree college has its place, but a lot of education that we need and more practical is is more accessible than it's ever been. Yeah, it's everywhere. Um, 
to, to fix your washing machine. You don't have to pay someone to do it now. You just watch a video. Right. Right. But yeah, I think if young, especially young people, if they're starting when they're 14 or 15 and kind of tailor their TikTok to business and their YouTube watching to business, by the time they're out of high school or even if they do go to college, by the time they're out, they've already trained their brain mm. in a business mindset that you're going to see opportunities and be able to say yes or no real quick on them and no motivation needed. It's just, that's, yep, that's going to make money. I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. What are some things along the way that you've seen that have made money for people that maybe would surprise, like you, you talk to entrepreneurs, you talk to entrepreneurs and things like that. What are some ways that people can kind of break out and start looking at business that maybe would surprise people? Because I think sometimes even the event space, um, if you were to ask me before we had this conversation, I'd almost say, well, man, it seems like it's awfully crowded there, but I think you found a niche. What, what other businesses and maybe even address what I just said. Yeah. Well, on the crowded thing, that is, there's no crowded for any given weekend. There's not enough equipment for most mm. parties, maybe like on a smaller winter weekend, but in the summer, there's so many parties happening, so many weddings, and especially during a month and a half stretch of graduation parties. Oh yeah. You If you call a month ahead of your party, you're, there's no tents available for you. Mm. Um, and each part of the country has different wedding seasons. Mine is August, September, October they're gone like if you're trying to book a wedding right now in a tent then they're gone and so is everyone around me gone it's not yeah. enough so the event space isn't really that crowded there's more than enough work to go around uh so in the event space in particular is a crazy place that people are making money you never believe i know a guy who owns six fire trucks he has turned them kind of kid friendly yeah he rents them out for six hundred dollars for the hour to have a party and then he drives to the next one and he's got six, so he pays people, you know, five other people to go. So he's leveraging their time, yeah. uh, making money off of them working. Uh, that that's a crazy one. I just I just couldn't believe that one. There is a Facebook group for that too, but there's only three members, the three <laughs> dudes who are the biggest in the in the fire truck industry. It's fire truck party industry. Um, crazy things like there's this kid on TikTok who makes a whole bunch of money just cleaning moss off of roofs. Uh, really? thousands of dollars a day because you know it needs to come off and other people don't want to go up there yeah um there's this one dude i like on tiktok he goes to a thrift store gets a painting and paints star wars or something it's you know it's like a landscape painting or there's a house or something he paints something pop culture in there and then he sells it for 450 dollars or more some of them are going for a thousand dollars but before he sells it he makes prints of it and then the prints are reproducible over and over and over again in various sizes so he's, you know, and then he, he, he films the whole thing too. It's like, you can, you can do this, but no one's going to find you. But if you put it up on TikTok and do it, then they're going to find you and then <laughs> right. buy your stuff. Right. There's, there's so many ways people are making money that you just never even, even thought of. There was one that you were doing on a foam business that really yeah. kind of surprised me on buying like a, a foam sprayer or something like that for kids parties that I'd never even thought of. Yeah. It's a big foam cannon. And usually when you say that people are thinking, bars, wet t-shirts, but um, <laughs> what they're doing is backyard parties for kids, uh, the 45 minutes to an hour and a half, charging $400 to $500, and they're, they're killing it. There was a couple in the Facebook group for that foam um, party stuff. They they ended up with three their first year, and they were both able to quit their job because they made $150,000 that first year wow. with three foam cannons. Yeah. 
That's just, that's not something you would ever expect. Not something you would ever expect. Adam, as you've kind of been doing this, what have been um, kind of some of the biggest obstacles, especially as you've been growing this business and even starting the YouTube and maybe even now the class and things like that, but what have been some of the biggest obstacles you've had to overcome in the frame of, you know, the show is redefining success. So you thought you were kind of headed in one direction and realized you kind of had to shift some things to get there. Yeah, so my biggest thing is being able to have the business run itself. So a lot of people are going to start a business and they think they own a business, but really they own a job, which I owned a job for a long time where the business would not be able to exist without me. Yeah. So letting go of certain tasks has been very, very hard. In the beginning, we were working 12, 14 hours because it was me and two dudes. And I got sick of it. And I finally gave up control to one of the guys working with me. So we got two crews and life become became better. And the next big thing was letting the office work go, like taking the phone calls and doing mm. the quotes and stuff. I would work all day and then get to those at night. I finally gave that away and that became easier. So now I'm still trying to get it to be 100% without me. There's some stuff in the office mm. that needs to be learned that then once that is done, I technically not needed and i can just have this as a cash flow machine yeah so that's been very tough and that's i started in 2005 and we're in 2023 now and on that 20 30 years from starting a business people might want to sell their business yeah and when you when you're selling your business hopefully it's worth a decent amount the people coming in to buy that are generally investors it's not Mm. another individual it may be but it's an investor who's got that kind of money who wants this thing for cash flow? They don't want to come in and work 80 hours a week. They can come in and work 20, maybe 40, but they don't want the entire business to rely on them. Right. So if you can't get your business to work without you, mm. it's basically not worth anything besides the equipment in it because there's no people out there willing to buy a job. Mm. They'll buy the business that cash flows, but not if they got to be there every single minute. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. What have you learned? The most maybe about kind of doing your YouTube and TikTok videos, I mean, versus starting out versus kind of where you are today, having more success with views and things like that. So I, I never pay attention to any of that. Um, I'm, I'm not the typical, I, I call myself a douchebag who points a camera at his face. So everything I say is just authentic. I know there's, you know, do thumbnail, do this, keywords, blah, blah, blah. I don't do any of it. My YouTube and my TikTok got big on, entirely on accident. But what I've learned about YouTube is that everyone in the comment section is a lot nicer than TikTok. And TikTok, people are savages. They don't believe yeah. you. They call you a liar. Uh, they can't wrap their head around that whatever this person is doing or this thing that I'm saying actually makes money. Mm. Um, but I, I guess, you know, let me re-examine that. I, I've learned that being authentic in myself and not not being like, hey, guys, today, da, da, you know, changing your voice and stuff. Yeah has been the right path for me. I never started to be that guy. I'm just me on there. Yeah. And so it's not overbearing on me. So just if you're going to teach people stuff online in your business, just be you don't change your voice and don't try to pander to things. Don't care about the, the thumbnails. If, if you're, if you're giving real information, people will watch you. Yeah. You were talking before we came on, you tell you a little bit about, you've got a course that you've created. Tell us about yeah. that. Yeah. So I had to funnel everything down because I'm getting so many messages on Facebook and stuff, how to start a business, party rental business, or even other side hustles. 
and it just became overwhelming. So I did my Patreon and that did good, but still overwhelming mm-hmm. uh, messages each day. So I did, I started a course, started a party rental company and has always been anti-courses because a lot of them are junk. I know yeah. it. Yeah. So I put it on pre-sale to see if anyone would buy it to begin with. Cause I feel like I've built up my authenticity, you know, like you yeah. can, you know, I'm not trying to bullshit you. So a bunch of people bought it. So I had to make a course. <laughs> so I put everything into it. It's a 30 hour long course. It's got tons of downloadable content to help you in your party rental business. Uh, we got a Facebook group where Facebook groups are going. I thought they'd be an hour long. They're going like three, four hours. Uh, everyone's helping each other out with things. If they're in the same part of the country, they're like, oh, check out buying from here or whatever. So yeah, that's that's been cool. I didn't uh, know what to expect. Wait, how do people find, if that's something someone was interested in, how do, how do people find the course? What's the best way to do that? Yeah, it's got its own website, startapartyrentalcompany.com. You buy <laughs> it, you, you sign right in there, and then you just go in and you go through the videos. And, and then in the course is the link to the Facebook group and the okay. link to set up a one-on-one consultation. And so when people do that, they're getting access to you. They're getting access to the group. They're getting access to all this material. You had. You also shared with me, hey, if somebody really couldn't afford to do it, what's the, the they could tell me, say a little bit what you said to me before the show started about your YouTube video. Yeah, so I'm not a good salesman. Um, I mean, I even, this book behind me, I wrote this book the other day or a few weeks ago and came out and I, I told people on TikTok, I wrote a book, but don't buy it because <laughs> everything that's in there is going to be a video. Um, so here's my bad sales pitch. All right. So my course is 389. It's going to go up to 450. But if you watch my 2000 videos on YouTube, you get base, you get about 70% of what's in the course. Uh, you just got to watch 2000 videos and that's all free. So maybe you watch 10 of those and figure out that I'm not an idiot and just trying to get out, get your money. Yep. Uh, and then go buy the course, but it's all free. You can, you can learn a whole bunch from my YouTube. So YouTube, the tent guy, are you TikTok, the tent guy as well? Uh, no, TikTok, my branding is all over the place, man. <laughs> my YouTube is the tent guy. My course is startapartyrentalcompany.com. And my TikTok is real world side hustles because it's mostly, oh. it's all, it's more broad. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Real world side hustles. Yeah. that's uh, That sounds fascinating, especially for people who are looking for a different way to just kind of make money and things like that. Are there other ways that people want to get in touch with you? Anything we missed um, that people wanted to find you? There's a billion things. So <laughs> I don't want to, I, I got a blog. I got a few other YouTube channels. You know, those are the main ones. Adam, is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about today that you wanted to make sure you had a chance to share? Yeah, let me, uh, I got good at this one. We'll make this one quick. Um, so you know what business I'm in, party, I I do party rentals. So what business would you say is my main thing? Well, people. People? And ev- not, I mean, that, events, right? I mean, that, I guess that'd pe- be my next. People's the, people's the best one I heard so far. So most people are going to say like, you know, events, parties. But that's not what I do. Mm. That is the end result of what I do. What I do is material handling and logistics. Oh. And once I... Once I realized that I was able to make more profit and more profit at the end of the day is better than revenue and working later hours and stuff. So every business out there thinks they're in a certain business. And usually it's just the end result of their business. Mm. They're not in that business. I was talking to a chiropractor who had 40 clients 
he thought he was a chiropractor and he is that's the end result of what he is but then he started doing some tiktoks and some funny instagram things and some educational things and putting them all over the place and then he went from 40 people to 400 people a month and mm -hmm. he realized his business that he's actually in is client acquisition or marketing yeah and so he can focus most of his time on that and let his staff handle the chiropractic and he can do it so I focus on material handling logistics because I got to figure out how to get stuff from the warehouse to the truck, truck to the site and reverse. That's mm -hmm. all I do every day. And once I realized that my business was able to grow a lot larger. So anyone out there, like whatever business you're in, it might not be what you think it is. It might not be the end result. It mm. might be something completely different. That's a good, that's, that's a, that's a, ah, oh, that's such a good statement. I was thinking, I'm going to tell you why I said people is because, the way that the tent comes together is about how people feel about the event. Like you have a lot to do with the atmosphere of the event. Yeah, that was actually that you're the first person who said that. Um, so sometimes I include material handling, logistics and customer service. Some yeah. People, customer service one, but yeah. customer service is like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe like we may only spend five minutes on the phone with someone for a $20,000 wedding. And, and then we never talk to them again until we show up. So like to me, customer service is just like, you just have a good website and you know, a good reputation. You don't, we don't, we'd spend a whole lot service. more time on the phone if you didn't show up, which means what yeah, takes yeah. me back to you're exactly right on your logistics comment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if your materials and logistics didn't work out when I needed you to be there, we'd, we'd be spending a whole lot more time on the phone. So you, right. you, you know who your audience is. That's very good. Um, Last question, always the same. So in the next few generations, what do you hope that the people who know who knew you and pass on your memory, what do you hope that gets passed on and was remembered about you? Right. So as we talked before, I don't have kids. I had a former stepkid. I mean, we're still close. Um, I'd never plan on having kids. Mm. Uh, so it's going to be the people's lives that I affect, whether it's the friends that I've helped start businesses or the random people who, you know, went from zero to $600,000 in one year. If they remember me, if they tell down the line, you know, and I'm going to have a presence online for a while too. Hey, that's the guy who helped my great grandfather start this business that we still own kind of thing. That, that guy right there is the reason why we're right here. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. Adam, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been just a joy. Everyone, make sure, um, definitely the tent guy on YouTube. I really enjoyed the videos that you had up there. Um, and then what was, what's your side hustle on TikTok? I'm sorry. Real world side hustles. Real world side hustles. I highly recommend you go check that out too. I, I watched a couple of those and was really kind of impressed just with the way that you're helping people and, and kind of giving them perspectives and ideas. So Adam, thank you for everything that you're doing for helping entrepreneurs out there. And thank you for being here today. Yeah, thanks, man. Yep. Everyone, we will be with you again next time. Have a fantastic day. God bless you. Eric L. Dunavit here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericl.com 
www.thedoneofit.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned. If you know anyone that should be a guest on our show, we would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you, all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, visit www.ericl360.com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there. This is Eric L. Donovan, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off. Until next time.